Hello and welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Alon, and this podcast was created to provide real-world advice and accountability for first-time homebuyers. We'll be interviewing industry experts, providing some how-tos, and talking with first-time homebuyers about their personal experiences. If that sounds interesting to you, please be sure to subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the little bell to be notified when new episodes release. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to another great episode of Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining us. Today, we're going to be covering a topic that's kind of a hot topic. You know, no matter what's going on in the industry, no matter what's going on with the market, most first-time homebuyers have this question. And that question is, can I buy a home with bad credit? You know, how can I buy a home with bad credit? And so today we're going to be diving deeper into that, explaining exactly, you know, what credit scores are, how they impact your home buying ability, um, also what programs will accept low credit scores, and then ultimately how to overcome having a low credit score. So the first thing right off the top, you know, is having an understanding that most renters don't become homeowners because they just don't have the credit or they think they don't have the credit. So let's talk about credit scores. You know, one thing that you have to understand is that your credit scores are monitored by three bureaus. You have Experian, you have Equifax, and you have TransUnion. Those three bureaus are going to be looking at your credit, looking at uh, your credit scores, and they're going to be scoring you based on how you're utilizing your credit. Could be good, could be bad. But when we talk about bad credit, we have to come from an understanding of what exactly is bad credit? You know, it's kind of a perspective thing. You know, maybe what's bad to you isn't necessarily bad to me. And so your credit scores ultimately will range from a 300 up to an 850. You know, that's the credit scoring range uh, by FICO. And what you have to understand is that if you're on a lower scale, then sure, there's some things that you're going to have to do to compensate for that. And if you're on the higher scale, you're really, once you get to a certain point, you're going to get the best rates that are available to you, no matter how much further up you go up that scale. So, you know, when we come talking about, you know, credit scores and three bureaus, when you're looking to buy a house, the most important score is actually what's called your mid score. So again, you have the three bureaus that are going to be monitoring your credit. They're going to be ranking you based on how you use credit, pay on time, things of that nature. And if you had, say, a 600, a 620, and a 640, the way that mortgage lenders will look at you is they're going to say, well, we're going to go off your mid score, which is that 620 score. So it's not necessarily that, hey, you know, I have a 640 over here. Why aren't you using that? When you want to buy a house, it's going to be the mid score. So you can have a great number on the high end. You can have a horrible number on the bottom end. But if that mid score is is typically in that range, um, then they're going to go off of that that score. So, you know, that's one thing to understand. You know, the range is going to be from 3 to 850, 300 to 850. They're going to go use the mid score um, based on your credit utilization. And if you don't know your score, the best thing to do is definitely every year you can look at your annual credit report. Um, but we happen to always recommend MyFICO to all of our clients. You know, using MyFICO is going to give you a direct connection to all three of those scores, three reports. And typically, if you have a membership, you can get that information updated every single month so you know what's going on, which is important because part of your credit scoring system is really keeping an eye on it. Sometimes we, you know, if, if the credit score is bad, we just kind of want to put it on the shelf and not worry about it, not think about it. 
but you have to be monitoring it because there's a lot of errors that are made on credit reports. There are things that come up. If somebody tries to open up a, a, um, a credit line in your name, then you're going to want to know about that. And so by using myfico.com, um, you know, and they have an app as well, it's going to let you know when things are changing for good or for bad. And so it's really important that you continue to monitor that. When it comes to different loan programs that are out there for first-time home buyers, um, they're going to look at credit differently. For instance, if you're a veteran and you want to use the VA loan benefit to buy a house, the VA actually does not have a credit limit. So if you go in and you talk to a bank and a lender and they, you know, bring up credit scores, it's typically what's called an overlay, things that they have in, in-house as a rule for you to get your VA financing. Um, but VA, VA actually does not use a credit score at all. So it doesn't matter what your credit score is. Again, there's going to be an overlay depending on the bank or the lender that you use. FHA is a little bit different. FHA will have a 580 score in order for you to only put down 3.5%. So most people will use FHA because it's at 3.5% down. You're getting some great rates as a first-time home buyer. Um, but in order to get the 3.5%, you will need a 580 credit score. Again, mid-score. So if you have a 620, a 550, and a 580, they're going to go off of that 580 score for FHA. Now, they will finance you uh, if you have a lower credit score. FHA will actually go down to a 500. So if you had a 500 credit score, the difference being you would have to come in with more down payment. So if you had a 500 credit score, they would require you to come in with 10% down instead of the 3.5% down. So that would be the difference with FHA. Now, if you go conventional, conventional is your Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae. Um, you're going to be looking at a 620 credit score. 620 is going to be the minimum in order to qualify for conventional. Conventional does have some low down payment um, loans as well, you know, as low as 3%, um, but it just depends on that credit score. So the minimum there would be a 620 score. Now, of course, we're talking about how bad your score can be, but on the flip side of that, as you start to rebuild your credit and start to um, think about your credit more often and really monitor it, you can start to raise your credit pretty quickly. And there's some ways that we're going to talk about how you can do that. But once you kind of hit that 740 mark, you're going to get the best mortgage rates that are out there. You know, as you start to work on it and if you get to a 740, don't feel like, oh, I can't try to buy a house yet because I want to get to 800. Um, you're really not going to see much of a difference in your mortgage rate. So if you get to a 740, you're golden. So something to consider as well. Let's talk about how to overcome low credit scores. I mean, ultimately, that's what we want to talk about today. Really, the first thing that, you know, we kind of cover with FHA is the first way to overcome your low credit score is simply to come in with more cash. You know, the more money you can come in with on your closing and your down payment, uh, the better you're going to be in the, in the lower credit score they'll allow. And so if you had, you know, a lot of money put away for saving um, for FHA, uh, honestly, I mean, you can actually have uh, family members help you as far as down payment goes. And so if there's more money that you can bring in to close on your property as a down payment, um, that'll help you overcome maybe a low credit score that you have. You know, when we talk about FHA, we also um, consider bringing in a co-borrower. You know, if you bring in a co-borrower, let's say their credit score is better, but maybe you have the income 
and the low debt to income ratios. Um, those are all terms that, you know, we'll, we'll dive in as we go through our podcast and kind of dive in with lenders. But, you know, basically if your income is a lot greater than your debt and you're bringing in the money, but your co-borrower has a better credit score and has a qualifying credit score, you guys can come in together and purchase a property. So that's another great way for you to overcome having a low credit score and being able to buy a house and take advantage of the market and really get in the game. The third way is actually um, one of the newer ways that credit reporting agencies are allowing folks to build up their credit. And that's by reporting your rent, your utilities, and even um, some are allowing you to report your phone bill. So, you know, paying your phone on time could have a positive impact to your credit score. So what we're seeing, you know, as they're starting to allow this, you know, this was starting to come around the late about 2018, 2017. Um, but we're starting to see now that we have some results that are measured. And what we're seeing are when you're reporting your rent to the credit agencies, we're seeing a 16 point jump within a six month time frame on average. So it can have a very positive impact to your credit score. So think about, you know, hey, I've been paying my rent on time. I've been paying my phone bills on time. I've been paying my utilities on time. Um, you know, how can that benefit my credit score and my credit report? So there are individual agencies that will um, report those because sometimes, you know, if you have a landlord uh, or if you're in an apartment situation, they may not report it on their own, but there's individual companies that will report those types of payments to your credit report. So, um, you know, reach out to us if you have any questions about that. If you want to know some of those companies that will report those things for you, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to us and we'll be able to connect you. Another good, you know, way to overcome your low credit score is actually by having a good reason or a good explanation. So case in point, let's say you had good credit and uh, maybe you went through a divorce or a death in the family or something happened. Um, you know, that was a one-time event, you know, but now your credit score has taken a beating and it's low and, and it's not high enough to really get you the mortgage rates that you want. What you can do is work with your lender and actually present a letter of explanation. And in that letter of explanation, you can describe the situation that took place, how you're overcoming that, how you've been paying your bills on time since a certain period of time. And that may help you actually overcome and get qualified for a loan. So think about, you know, why did my credit take a hit? You know, what were the things that I was doing? If it was simply that, hey, you know, I, I wasn't taking it serious, I wasn't making my payments on time, and it was just a back burner issue, then you're going to really, first of all, make a change and make it a priority um, in order to show some good faith and some good history now of you paying on time. If it was a, a one and done type of event, maybe a divorce or a death in the family, like I mentioned, you know, it's easier to have a letter of explanation as to why it took a hit, how you've rebounded and how you're moving forward. With that letter of explanation, it can make a world of a difference. And it's going to be on a case-by-case -case situation. The biggest thing to understand when it comes to buying a home with low credit is that it's not a cookie-cutter, you know, yes or no answer. There's going to be some flexibility. There's going to be what's called compensating factors, things that you may have working in your favor that can help you overcome the low credit score. So think about some of the ways that we've talked about on how to overcome those things. If you have any questions about it, definitely reach out. The first thing you should definitely do is see where you're at. 
you know, get your annual credit report, sign up with my FICO. We'll make sure that we, you know, add links to the description wherever you see this podcast or hear it, you know, but we want to make sure that you sign up for my FICO because we want you to know where you're at and keep an eye on things to make sure that there's no, nothing happening to your credit without your knowledge. And so that's going to be the easiest way to do so. So if you have any questions, again, about your credit score, about connecting with some of the companies that are going to report your rent, things of that nature, reach out to us. We'd love to hear about, you know, any questions that you have. But also make sure that you reach out and think about what can I do now? What can I change now so that I can start rebuilding my credit and getting ready to buy a home? If you're not sure if you're ready right now, reach out. You can visit our website at homeownerprep.com slash assessment. You can take a free online assessment. It'll actually, you know, plug in some information and and you'll figure out if you're there or if you're close and put together a game plan. And also you can always download our free ebook, Stop Paying Rent. You can visit homeownerprep.com slash ebook to download the ebook and get information that'll really help you kind of take the next step, that first step into buying your first place. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope that you got some value from today's information. Be sure to share it with somebody who's maybe dealing with credit issues, don't know where to turn, um, because we love to help them as well. And I hope that you got some great, great information, and I hope to see you next week. Take care. I hope you got some value from today's episode. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this show, be sure to share it with them. And if you're listening to the podcast, we'd love for you to drop us a review. We'd also love to hear from you if you have any questions. So reach out to us on Instagram at homeowner prep. Who knows? We may read your review and answer your question on one of our future shows.